United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. The president uh, has not, will not address APAC, but we did have the vice president this week. We also heard yesterday from the prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, who, uh, among other things, uh, gave a, a quick shout out to President Trump. Good morning, APAC. It's always great to be here. But as I told President Trump yesterday, it's especially great to be in America's capital, now that he has recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at APAC, the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee Conference in Washington, D.C., joining us to put in context what he said, the meeting this week, and other things that are going on relative to uh, the peace process is Lucy Kurtzer-Ellenbogen, who's director of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program at the United States Institute of Peace. Twitter handle is at USIP. Lucy, welcome back. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Tim. Did we hear anything new in the meeting with President Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu? Uh, Not really. I think we heard pretty much what we expected to hear. Um, There was a lot of focus, uh, primary focus, it seems, on the issue of Iran. Uh, There certainly uh, was talk um, of the peace process, but uh, what we heard of the meeting and heard about the meeting uh, in the media, that it was uh, primary focus on Iran with talk about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and many other uh, shared interests in the region. Give us your sense of, I know you've been uh, watching the proceedings at APAC. What has been uh, the major concerns and maybe uh, good feelings that, that have taken place at that get-together? Well, uh, you know, this is a large gathering uh, every year. I think they put their numbers at about 18,000 this year. I mean, you heard in the clip that you just uh, played, certainly uh, Netanyahu got a uh, warm welcome from the crowd there. And there was um, a lot of buzz about the December uh, announcement by President Trump um, uh, recognizing uh, Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Of course, uh, in many of the panels and many of the discussions, um, many questions about uh, the forthcoming peace plan that the U.S. administration says um, we'll be putting down at some point in the year. So uh, questions around that issue. But of course, the conference covers a whole broad range um, of issues of which that uh, is just one. And, and this belies, in some ways, does it not, Lucy, the uh, the prime minister's standing at home? He has been struggling both with corruption charges as well as some weakening support uh, in his country, correct? Uh, well, let's take the first part. He's certainly uh, he's under a lot of pressure at home, uh, waiting to see if the attorney general will recommend an indictment. Um, he came... Uh, he came, got onto a plane more or less straight from uh, uh, intense rounds of questioning um, on one of these matters. He's now had three close advisors turn state witness. Um, and so certainly under a lot of pressure at home. Uh, in terms of popularity, what's interesting about this is polls suggest that if there were an election today, that Likud would probably still come out pretty well. And so from a a domestic legitimacy point of view, a popularity point of view, if you will. Um, I think that Prime, um, Prime Minister Netanyahu was certainly hoping that the optics of a trip to the United States, a warm, uh, by all accounts, um, successful meeting with the president and a standing ovations at APEC, I'm, I'm sure it didn't uh, escape Netanyahu's attention that that could hopefully help shore up his support at home. 
Lucy Kurtzer, Ellen Bogan, director of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program at the United States Institute of Peace, is joining us. Lucy, at one point, Jared Kushner was supposed to be, if not the point person, at least an important player in the Palestinian peace process. And I wonder if his star has fallen, if that influence has diminished. What's your sense on the role that he is playing now? Well, um, as far as we know from uh, what the administration has to say on this, he is still the point person, um, um, part of that core team that is working on the peace plan. And we kept hearing that um, over the past few days uh, as well. Um, And so uh, as far as we know, nothing has changed there. The big question remains, of course, uh, what will be in that plan and when will we see it? What specifically uh, do the Palestinians have to say about some of the U.S. policies? Obviously, when the president announced the movement of the embassy to Jerusalem, there was some uh, there was some concern. And I wonder, are they are they pretty much shut off from the pop from uh, communication with the White House now or are they continuing to talk? Well, they they um, have removed um, themselves uh, somewhat at this point after the announcement um, out of uh, frustration, uh, disappointment at the announcement. Um, they articulated they felt that this was unhelpful and had taken uh, the U.S., as far as they was, were concerned, out of the game as a credible sole third-party mediator. And so what you've seen the Palestinian leadership trying to do uh, is rally some support for a more multilateral approach um, to take over the peace process. In fact, um, just on uh, February 20th, we saw President Abbas actually address the U.N. Security Council and actually call for a um, convening of an international conference. Um, it's notable that, you know, what they've said there is not that they don't want the U.S. involved at all. What they keep saying is that they won't come back to the table with the U.S. as the uh, sole mediator. So then the question becomes is, will we see a situation in which the international community, various players that uh, that make up that community, uh, will step forward, will take up that challenge and sort of what the U.S. would do in that context? I'm glad you brought up the U.N. because that was going to be my next question, Lucy, and that how is the international community reacting to some of the moves taken by this administration and whether or not uh, the uh, the possibility of working together in that forum at the United Nations is one possibility for the peace process to move forward? Well, I mean, there are a couple of things on that. For, for um, the certainly... Uh, what you heard in response uh, to Trump's announcement on Jerusalem, uh, you, you certainly heard strong statements from many countries in the international community against that statement, uh, suggesting they thought that was unhelpful uh, to the peace process. Um, there was, in fact, you might recall, um, a vote on that in which a number of countries, traditional uh, allies, actually uh, voted voted against um, essentially a, a resolution con- condemning uh, that announcement by President Trump. At the same time, I think what you're seeing and hearing from the international community, and when I say international community, obviously that's a broad term. The key players here we'd really be looking at uh, in terms of uh, taking an active role in the peace process would be the EU or individual European countries and some of the regional states, perhaps. Um, and then, of course, I think there's some hope that the discussion you hear of maybe Russia, China, um, others could get involved. But in terms of those key traditional players, I think what you're seeing is them standing back and waiting to see what the U.S. is going to produce with this plan. We have to remember that the the EU is somewhat fragmented. There's not really a unified position. The Arab world right now is very fragmented. And both these blocks, if you will, are very consumed with other 
security concerns, international concerns. And so I don't see a big appetite for for them to jump in. And I think certainly what you're hearing from the Europeans is the U.S. is not yet out of the game. They say they have a plan they're putting forward. We'll wait to see what that says and we'll support how we can. Um, And so, you know, I think we really are in a wait and see. And again, I think everybody is waiting to see what this plan offers and then how to move forward from there. Lucy, I appreciate your spending time with us on POTUS today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lucy Kurtzer, Ellen Bogan, director of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict Program at the United States Institute of Peace, joining us. And the Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.